in the beginning, probably the first month, the best thing to do if you're wanting to lose weight is to weigh and measure everything out also. But if that's too strenuous and too restrictive, then at least choosing the right foods and going that route to begin with is good. And then eating as you're hungry. Um, at first, you're going to be thinking about it all the time. You're just going to be thinking about, what am I going to eat? What can I eat? What You know, all of that. But after a while, you'll know what foods that you crave. And then as you weed out the bad food in your cabinets by either donating it to somebody in need or just using it up little by little while incorporating healthy foods. Thanks for stopping by the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. I'm the host of the show, Sean Dustin. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. It's good to have you with us today. There are a couple of ways that you can help support the show, one of which is if you know somebody out there who would benefit from listening to the show or an episode in this show, send them over. I'd be happy to have them as listeners. Also, you can subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform. And if I'm currently not available on the platform you listen to, send me an email and I will try to get added to it. I have merchandise available now, hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, and other items. This is another way you can help support the show and the show will get a portion of the proceeds. You can find direct links to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, merchandise, and anywhere else we are online at the bottom of the show notes. Hello, friends of the show. I'm going to do a plug here uh, for a new financial true crime series called The Con, which will be in theaters August 7th and on demand August 21st. I had the privilege of being able to screen the entire series, and uh, I may possibly be interviewing the producer, Patrick Lovell. The 2008 financial crisis seemed to hit the American landscape out of nowhere, but in reality, it was both the inevitable conclusion to 40 years of Wall Street misconduct and a warning for the meltdown that threatens to engulf us now. In the gripping original five-part docuseries, The Con, filmmaker Patrick Lovell investigates what happened, beginning with personal stories, including the foreclosure of his own Utah home and the suicide of a 91-year-old African-American widow in Akron, Ohio. Before zooming out to examine the corrupt systems that doomed the United States to government-funded bailouts that would only perpetuate a predatory system, Lovell also looks back to when the government properly functioned for the people it represented by holding banks accountable during the Great Depression and rescuing the country from the savings and loan crisis of the late 1980s. Through interviews with those inside the 2008 crisis, regulators, former officials, foreclosure victims, industry whistleblowers, and journalists, Lovell and writer-director Eric Vaughn connect the dots to the uh, what America used to be and, most crucially, where we're going in 2020, 
as nearly 40 million Americans are claiming unemployment by summer 2020. Amongst the many heartbreaks and horrors of the COVID-19 pandemic, the cracks that it exposed in the fragile financial tapestry of the world's biggest economy are more evidence that the con is still on. Like I said, it was a great docuseries. Uh, You should check it out. I binged it in six hours. I watched the whole thing straight, and uh, you know I would like to watch the whole thing again. That's how good it is. Uh, check it out. I'll have uh, a link to the trailer uh, in the show notes. In this episode, I am talking to my friend, Eliza. I'm going to get her last name wrong, probably. It's uh, either Schneider or Schneider. I'm not sure. But she has a Facebook group called Options with Eliza or low carb options with Eliza. And this episode is basically going to be about low carb, uh, low carb diet, low carb eating, uh, and the low carb lifestyle. Eliza was kind enough to give us a coupon code for her low carb baking mixes that I was actually able to try. Um, the peanut butter cookies, uh, that she, the, the, the peanut butter cooking, the peanut butter cookie mix that she sent me was amazing. Uh, I couldn't even really tell that it was low carb. Uh, so she's offered 25 or 20% off two or more baking mixes that ends on September 30th. So just uh, go on down to the uh, show notes and the coupon code and everything else and all of Eliza's information uh, will be there. It was a great uh, conversation. It was it's a two parter. Uh, the first part was done uh, via Zoom. The second part of the interview was done uh, from a phone call. Uh, so that'll be available uh, next week or not too long after this this one. So with that, let's get to the show. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dustin. Today, we are talking with Eliza from Options with Eliza, which is a Facebook group uh, dealing with low-carb options and different uh, recipes and, and you know it's that kind of stuff. But I'll, I'll let her go ahead and, and tell you all about her things that she's doing. Hi, Eliza. How are you? Hey, great. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Yeah, nice, nice, nice to meet you too. Finally, uh, we've talked uh, before, probably about a year ago, and uh, back when I first started uh, uh, getting involved in doing the keto diet, and uh, I lost, I think, or maybe it was before that. I'm not sure, but I know that I'd done keto and lost like 35 pounds, which I've almost put it all back on. So I got to get, got to get my ass back in shape now. <laughs> which is it's con- a constant. <laughs> it, it is. And which kind of brings me to why I wanted to have you on the show because you, uh, your group fits in with, uh, I know you're not keto, but you're, you're low carb. And so that kind of fits in with what I want to, uh, get back into, uh, you know, and I, I've, I've been noticing a lot more the bloatedness and, you know, the bloating that comes along with eating, uh, carbs like uh, rice and pastas and, sugar and all that other stuff. So that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Sweet. So what would you tell somebody who is first trying to, you know, get in, you know, their first uh, step at, at going low carb? 
like what would you what would you suggest? So tomorrow, um, you know, I'm gonna clear out my cupboards. I'm gonna go through my refrigerator, and I'm gonna. What am I gonna eliminate? And what do I need to get from the grocery store? Well, let me tell you how I got to that point. So one of the reasons I started our Facebook group, kind of amazing. What I used it for was just a catalog of recipes that I found that were low carb. How I got to go, how I got my diet to be low carb is um, I used to have stomach aches. Every time I ate something, just different things, I would not feel well. And I had started gaining some weight because I'm over 29. (laughs) And so I started gaining some weight. I wasn't really happy with where I was, where I was at. And I tried different things. I tried, okay, I think I'm lactose intolerant. And I think I'm, you know, I tried just different kinds of meals. Um, I even tried to go uh, just whole grains and whole foods and things like that. It wasn't until I came across the low carb diet or keto that I started feeling better. So the reason I call myself low carb is because I, when I did research for myself, I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a dietitian, anything like that. But when I was studying my own body for myself, I would write down what I ate and how I felt after that. How did I feel the next morning when I got up? And I realized that it was the pasta, it was the bread, it was the potatoes. I'm a potato-aholic, so it was really difficult when you go to a keto diet You're thinking, oh my gosh, I can't eat potatoes the rest of my life. So I realized that on these other diets that I had tried, they were so strict that I would quit them because they just weren't something that I can maintain the rest of my life. So I thought, what could I do where I could gradually lose some weight that I feel better for myself and find a diet that, you know, a way of eating that would feel better from, you know, I would feel better. So came across a low carb diet and behold, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And that was about two and a half, three years ago. I lost 25 pounds. I didn't do any extenuating workouts or anything like that. I have a bad lower back. So the most I would do is maybe ride my bike or um, go walking. And so while I was learning, I would write everything down. So what I would say is, first of all, find the reason why you're wanting to go low carb or keto. Although I say I'm not keto, I do make most of my food is keto friendly. I do low carb because it allows you a a little bit more flexibility and I need flexibility. I've been able to do this for two and a half years. That's the longest I've ever done any kind of so-called diet. You know what I'm saying? So back to your question, what, what would I tell a newbie, which my Facebook group are mostly newbies on the face on my Facebook group is Number one, you got to be accountable to yourself. And number two, like you said, empty your cabinets out, read the labels, figure out, do some research, figure out what kind of foods do you like? What are your favorite meals? I would say pick like 10 of your favorite meals that you make and then type in enchiladas, low carb. Then you can see how little by little you can start transitioning your diet to be lower in carbs. So how I did it to begin with, the easiest way is if I was hungry for meatballs and spaghetti, I would just avoid the spaghetti. I would just eat the meatballs. I'd have the sauce. Keto, you would have sugar-free sauce, but I would still eat regular sauce because I felt if I wasn't eating the bread, wasn't eating the pasta, I was cutting out a lot of the carbs. Secondly is at least for 30 days, write down everything you put in your mouth, whether it is food or drink. 
because sometimes people will drink a lot of things. They think orange juice is really healthy for you, but actually it has a ton of sugar. So you will automatically teach yourself what you like and the diet won't have to be so strict that um, that you quote unquote fall off the wagon. And I'll keep talking, so you gotta start butting in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go, go, go right ahead, man. Just, 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 just keep rolling along, because uh, you know, if you, for me, it's it's sugar. Uh, usually, will take me back, back. You know, will will slide me back in. Uh, you know, because even when I did do the keto, I was I was considered dirty keto. Um, you know, cause I didn't count carbs, didn't count macros and any, any of that kind of stuff just cause I'm, you know, I'm lazy. I got weight. I, I overpack myself and, and then, and then I have a hard time trying to, uh, trying to, to do everything. And then it just becomes so overwhelming. That I'm just like, ah, oh, screw it. Deal with it tomorrow. <laughs> you know. Well, here's the thing. So I think, especially if there's only a, you, sometimes you're, you're the only person in your household that wants a strict diet. If you're going to do that, if somebody has a family, say they have kids, make the meatballs and spaghetti for everybody if you want, and then just avoid the spaghetti. If you are, this is another thing I teach new people. Think of it as eating a protein, a vegetable, and a fat. And so that's how I thought in the beginning. And so I'd say, okay, protein, I'm hungry for steak. Okay, what kind of vegetable will go with the steak? Um, I think I want a uh, grilled, I don't know, grilled bro- or roasted broccoli. And then what kind of fat can I put with it? Am I going to put butter? Am I going to put olive oil? What am I hungry for? And so that was my meal. I, I had to retrain my brain to think I don't have to have a seven course meal. You don't have to have, you know, all these different things that we were trained and raised to think about. Even when we were in third grade, you know, you got to have bread, you got to have pasta, you got to have all these different things. So when I started thinking that way, you will notice within the first week that that bloating goes away. And one of the things that people are a little frustrated with the low carb or the keto diet is the scale doesn't change very much right in the beginning, but your shape changes, your body composition changes. So it's good to take measurements if you're really wanting to see, you know, put your favorite jeans on and then start seeing how you feel in them. Because I think what happened with why I'm not keto is Every time I felt like I needed, I wanted to eat a French fry, I felt like I blew my diet and it became a mental game. And my mental game is that I just felt bad about it. And then I'm like, well, screw it. I'm not going to do it anymore because I ruined it. I, I blew it. So in that case, I would tell people, just think about choices. So this is the reason why we named it options is where are you today? What, what are your best options that you have right now. Sometimes people say, I go to a birthday party or whatnot, maybe not during COVID right now, but go to a birthday party and I don't know what to do when I'm at that birthday party. Well, what I tell them is before I used to go to people's houses, I would eat at home. So I wasn't starving. And then when I was there, I pick and chose what I wanted. So instead of having sandwiches, just eat the, they eat the meat out of the sandwich. If you're going to have, um, if you're, forced you to cupcake, cut it in half, eat half of a cupcake. So those, what are your options? What are the best options you can make? And last but not least here, let me tell you this is planning ahead and have a backup plan. So if you don't have a plan, what is your backup plan? My backup plan is I keep all my recipes, even just handwritten or typed on my Google drive. So if I'm coming home from work and I haven't thought about dinner all day, I open up my Google drive and I'll say, Oh, I have a recipe for like yesterday. I had a recipe for low-carb minestrone soup. I know it's hot, but I was craving it. And so I just screenshot it, 
that was my grocery list. Went to the store, picked up what I had, came home and made dinner. It was that quick, that easy. Yeah, I, I know that I, I found that uh, meal prepping was really helpful for me because it's just, you know, you, you have something. And even if like, like when I would go to, uh, if I'm like going over to my exes because I have to, you know, watch my daughter or something and it's easier to do it there, uh, you know, then I just bring a already, you know, prepped meal. So I, I have something to eat while I'm there. Uh, but you know, having a kid that that's a tough one too, because it's always, especially a toddler, because they don't, you oftentimes you make food that they're not going to eat, you know, or they just, they, they pick, mm-hmm. they pick at it. And so it's, and if it's something good, it's like, man, I'm, I'm right there, like macaroni and cheese. Oh, I'm, I'm going to eat that. <laughs> I hear you. Um, having a backup plan now, meal prepping can be different for everybody. I've gotten to the point where if I just meal prep today or tomorrow, I'm, I'm cool with that because I'm very, I'm, I'm pretty much a picky eater and I have to be hungry for certain things. So a lot of times I can't be like one of those women that I say women, just because that's all I know right now that will plan out their entire month saying, this is what we're going to eat. But if you're going to do something like that, do it so you can figure out variety of foods that you're hungry for and do it for a grocery list. But what I do is Say I, I chose five different meals to eat this week. I'll go grocery shopping for that. And if I wanted to make steak and broccoli, like I said earlier, and then all of a sudden, here comes the day that I'm supposed to eat steak and broccoli, but I'm hungry for a steak salad. If I have stuff for salad, I'm going to make a salad. I'm going to rearrange and create what I have. As long as I have the backup plan is if I don't know what I what to eat, I'm going to have the steak and broccoli. But if I am hungry for something, I look in my fridge. Everything in there is healthy, so just create something out of what you have in there. And it seems to work. It seems to work really well. And um, I would prep or I would think about three to five days of food. And then, of course, we eat out. And, of course, we eat leftovers, you know, things like that. So those. speaking of leftovers, let me tell you something. When you're meal prepping, one other tip that I give is make your food look good. So when you're prepping, um, say I made my minestrone soup. I'm not going to just put a big old container in the fridge because you're not going to just dig out of that thing. Why don't you put it in separate little containers that look good? If you are making, I don't know, taco salad and you want hot sauce, put a little container of hot sauce next to it. Make it so it's appetizing the next day also. That's a good, that's a good, uh, good, good plan there. Here, here, so here, here's another one. All right. So the main part of going keto is to get yourself into or get fat adapted and into ketoacidosis is what they call it, right? Or ketosis. Ketoacidosis is what it kills you if you're a diabetic, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you don't, you don't want to go there. Um, but uh, yeah, to ketosis. So once you uh-huh. get getting into that though is is a challenge. So like the first time that I got into it, I didn't get the the flu, the keto flu, or or whatever they call that. I don't think I I experienced a whole lot of that, but I know I've tried to get into it since then, and it's been harder. And I don't think I've ever I haven't gotten back into it since then. What what kind of foods? I mean, is there is there a way that you can uh, like get into it faster? When you're starting, I know that I've read somewhere that like egg fasts kind of sometimes will get you 
kicked back into ketosis if you're if you've gone out of it like uh you know if you let's just say you 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 were in it and then you fell out of it because you had a cheat weekend or week or whatever it was and then you're trying to get back into it again uh if you go on an egg fast that supposedly will help kick it in quickly could you just do that without what's what's the fastest way so I don't, I haven't done the egg fast. I kind of like eggs anyway, but I make them, I make deviled eggs and then I, you can pop those in your mouth any time of day. I've eaten them for breakfast, but my, I think for me personally, drinking what, what kind of water, I mean, drinking a lot of water is definitely going to help and eating clean. The more packages you buy, the more stressful it's going to be for you and the more you have to try to figure out if something is going to work within your diet or not so i would say sticking strictly with the protein the fat and the veggies very clean food and then also drinking a lot of water because i think what happens i never got the keto flu because i gradually got into it but when i did have headaches and things like that it was usually because i was cutting out the caffeine that i usually drink a ton of and I kind of still do, but I drink diet right now, so that's not keto. Um, but that's my guilty pleasure. I would say, again, I one of the gurus that I read up on is the Diet Doctor online. And if you're wanting to get fat adapted more, he is totally keto, and he would tell you how to do that. I, I'm not educated enough to, to tell you how to kick back into that. But the people that I've been able to help is keeping track of your food, eating clean, and drinking the water that you're supposed to drink and walking every day. That, that totally helped me. I walked, I would say 30 to 45 minutes a day and it helps not only your body, but it also really helps your mind. In fact, I need to get back into that again. It's only, it's only a hundred, 120 degrees here in Arizona, but <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think I need to get back in there. It's hard to get out there when it's so hot outside. <laughs> Oh, I know. It just uh, it just started co- going to about uh, mid nineties, and it's going to kick up to to the uh, high and and low hundreds in the next couple of days. So we're we're right at the beginning. It can't it can't over here. It can't decide whether or not it wants to be hot or it wants to be cold. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, I mean, today it was a warm one. Today, tomorrow is going to be a good one too. So I don't know. I might I might go out on the water tomorrow. I'm not sure. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, or or go by the water. Take my dog to to play in the water. That's usually what I do. That way, it kind of labs. You know, they like to shed, and so I, if I take them down to the water at least three times a week, it it cuts down on the amount of uh, hairy leaves around in this little small <laughs> small space that I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> So other than that, how about, uh, how's the group going? Um, you started it, you've got about seven, 7,200 members, I believe. Uh, and uh-huh. somebody, somebody like myself, I, I mean, I have my own group too. So, I mean, I trying to grow it is definitely a, uh, a challenge. Um, how did you, how did you go about growing yours in, in the year that you've had it? Was it a year or two? Um, a couple of years. So when I first started, I have family that live out of state. So I'm in Arizona. Actually, I'm probably the one out of state. I was raised in California. So most of my, um, all my siblings are there. My mom's there. And then I raised my kids in Oregon. So my daughter and my grandson is there with her husband. And my youngest daughter is here in Arizona with me. So when I, when I would cook, when I lived in those areas, I would 
cook a lot. I love cooking and I love sharing recipes and meals and stuff. So when I started low carb, they're like, I want to do that. I want to do that. One of the reasons that I like it is, unfortunately, my family has diabetes runs in my family rapid. And a lot of my, probably more than 50% of my family members um, die with complications of some kind of um, diabetes. So I felt, you know what? I need to make sure that I'm maintaining and also being a good example to my kids because I don't want that to happen. And when I started cooking, my family and friends from other states are like, hey, I want a recipe. So I would start giving them recipes and then I wouldn't, I couldn't remember who I emailed and who I gave what to and they wanted to know how to do it and things like that. So, so we thought about creating, uh, just putting everything on Facebook. And I thought, you know what, I'll just cook on Facebook and I'll put up my recipes and whatever I find, or if I see recipes online, I'll just tag it into my Facebook page. So that's how it started. And um, I would say a few months later, I realized I had about 500 members and that's people sharing with other people. And that was the beginning. I didn't know anything. You know, I, I knew I was gluten-free, but I didn't realize that gluten, some of the recipes gluten-free still have a lot of carbs. So it's a learning process. So when you see the very beginning of my Facebook page, you'll see I'm still learning. In the beginning, I probably had a lot of interaction because I knew a lot of the people or they knew somebody. And um, I would do some fun giveaways here and there. Uh, but actually, I'm trying to think how we really grew it. I would say even asking, you know, hey, if you found this valuable, you know, share it with somebody. That would help, really help because the more people that we have ideas to, to throw ideas, you know, hey, if, I make, if I'm making the same chicken every single week, I'm sick and tired of it. What do you guys make? And so interacting that way. And I'll say that our Facebook group, there's probably about 10 to 20 people that post on a regular basis. And then it kind of cycles through and some people fall off the wagon and then some people get back on, you know, things like that. But it's always engaging. One of the things that I had a rule on is absolutely no keto police, no demeaning, degrading, rude, disrespectful or downgrading comments of any sort. And they knew that. And if, if anybody was disrespectful in any way, I immediately blocked them because I felt that that's a mean person in heart and I'm not going to train somebody to be an adult. So that's one of the things because they feel safe. I think I made a safe place for new people to learn and, um, that's made it a really great group. And then I have some people that are veterans that have been doing it even for 10 or 15 years. And they like the group because it's not negative. It's, you know, everything is positive in the Facebook group. So I think that's how it grew. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I'm getting ready to actually do a giveaway myself here in my, in my group for uh, merchandise just to try to get people to, uh, one, to get more people in the group, two, uh, I need some more uh, ratings and reviews and subscribers for the podcast. So it's another way to get people over there to engage and, and do that. Well, at least I'm hoping that's what it's going to happen. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of the social media stuff or, you know, Facebook groups, podcasts, everything. I mean, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of throwing darts and trying to see what sticks. You know, you never know what's, uh, what's going to, what people are going to like, what they're not going to like. Uh, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of times so far, I mean, YouTube, I haven't started getting a whole lot of comments on, on, uh, on any of the stuff. I know like some of these people that have a lot of followers, I mean, they, they spend a lot of time, you know, they'd say, don't, don't spend any time in the comments. 
<laughs> people don't want to say uh, positive things. Well, it was hard for me because it was my page, my own page, you know, and then all of a sudden it became a business. Yeah. So now I have options with Eliza as a business and, and how the business started. If you want me to go back to that uh, a couple of years ago, I would say after about six months, I kind of figured out the, you know, my way of eating. And then we got some questions. Hey, can you cook for me? Can you cook for me? So I started meal prepping and I happened to be at that time working two part-time jobs. I manage a dental office. And um, I was helping one sell the practice and helping another one open a practice. So I had Wednesdays off and then I had weekends off. So I was able to meal prep twice a week for these people. And then it got so busy that I was making about 120 meals a week. And I just couldn't keep up with that because then I would have to get a a commercial kitchen. And I didn't want to go all that route because I'm like, I'm going to find me a permanent full-time job and I don't want to, you know, be meal prepping. And I really have a heart to teach people how to do it themselves because I understand that some people are busy, but if you don't realize, if you can't make those, those logical choices yourself when you're out and about, then you're going to fall off it again, or you're not even going to know what's causing you to gain weight or what's causing you to feel bad. So I started doing that. And then I had to back that off because I got permanent, you know, my permanent job. And then I thought, well, maybe I'll bake cookies. I'll bake some, you know, low carb desserts and things like that. So I was doing that. And then uh, that got to where I was like, oh, I don't have any weekends now. (laughs) So just recently, um, I got the idea of because my family, again, especially with COVID going around, we're not visiting very many people. You don't have company, things like that. And so I thought, what can I do to give back to my group or give back to my family? Even I really focus on thinking about my mom. My mom is in California. And um I thought, what could I do? And I got the idea of making uh, baking mixes. And she will eat healthy if she has the right options in front of her. And so I thought, well, and I can't make, you know, I didn't want to bake cookies and ship them because I'm one that if I bake, I want you to eat them that day. I want them to be super fresh. So if I make these baking mixes, they're good for three months. And you can, I can ship them easily. You can keep them in your pantry and then you can bake them. And then it would taste just as if you were in my home. So. That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, that's a good idea. I know I have to. Uh, uh, I, you sent me. You sent me something. I got to go and and uh, and and order something. I. Oh no, that's okay. I I know. I'm gonna. Sh- I want you to try them. So I'll sh- we'll ship some. I just haven't gotten them out yet. So um, hopefully to get them out this weekend. Yeah. The. Uh, that's that's funny, man. That that's great though. I mean, you're. That's a that's a good idea. Um, especially if they taste good too, because that's one of the main things that I I have to have around is is uh, something sweet. Now, whether it's uh, I mean, it's, I, hard. it's a little it's a little change, you know, going from eating flour to regular flour to almond flour. It is a little bit of a change, and it's taken me a little bit to adjust to it. But um, everybody that I have baked for love them. I I make stuff for work. I test. You know, send tests. I'm still sending test batches out because I'm still tweaking my recipes a little bit. Kids don't realize that they're sugar free. Um, adults that know they're sugar free can't believe they're sugar free. You know, things like that. So I'm just trying to find a good alternative. What's the best option I can make for other people? And honestly, I'm not even much of a sweet person. I would much rather have salty stuff. <laughs> but um, I wanted to do something that I can share. And this is shelf stable. I think it's awesome. So I'm really excited about it. Another thing I'm making are um, 
some seasoning packets. So sometimes people are like, I don't know what to put in, you know, yada, yada, or they want to make, um, it's not even that like the Trader Joe's, everything but the bagel seasoning, those kind of things. Yeah. They still have preservatives, preservatives and stuff in there. So I make mine without preservatives, of course. And it's kind of, it's kind of self-rewarding to make your own product and know exactly what goes in it. It becomes keto that way because you're picking and choosing what you're putting in there. My favorite one right now that I make, is like a tahine, but it doesn't have all the extra additives that tahine makes. So pretty cool. Yeah, that one would be interesting. Uh, I, there was a, there was a, uh, a Mexican, uh, you know, they have the cart with the fruit and all that stuff where they put the tahine on it. There were, I passed one. It's so good. Yeah, I passed one the other day and I almost stopped and I was like, ah, oh, no, I just, I was in a hurry. I didn't have time. It's really good. It's really good on fruit and on vegetables. So we put it on, we put it on deviled eggs. We put it on, um, strawberries. I make strawberries and blueberries and squeeze lime with that seasoning on them. And you're making me hungry now. <laughs> avocado. People like it on avocados and all kinds of stuff. Mexican food. It's really good. Yeah, the one thing I, I I really like to eat, and I make really really good uh, Mexican food, um, but uh, yeah, trying to get used to like having tacos and and, and all that stuff with uh, the cheese, uh, the, the the cheese tortillas. Cheese shells. Yeah, the cheese shells. Those are. It's just it's not the same. It's. Well, and that's why I'm low carb. <laughs> so when I when I'm hungry for tacos per se, I will. Most of the time, I'll, I'm hungry for what's in the taco anyway. So I'll just eat whatever's in the taco, order them as tacos, and then just eat, you know, whatever. Maybe eat one low-carb corn tortilla. Um, you could buy low-carb flour tortillas. But again, those kind of things are just like a luxury for me. I only eat them when I'm craving them, extremely craving them. Otherwise, I'll just eat the stuff inside. Um, yesterday, I was at work. I worked, I think I said, like 14 hours yesterday. And I was like, okay, it's five o'clock. I know I'm going to be here a few more hours. So I ordered a sandwich, an endwich from Jimmy John's. Okay. And it was amazing. You know, it's just, they wrap it in lettuce. And what I was craving was the um, turkey, the bacon, you know, the, they put their vinaigrettes dressing on it or whatever. It was good. And after you're done, here's the thing. After you're done eating, you totally forget all about it anyway. You forget about it. You forget you're hungry or forget you're craving a certain thing because eating the protein is going to satisfy you. Yeah, I, I actually had one from Porta Subs the other day too, and on which I like them. Uh, you know, and I think what I was craving anyways was the uh, the the mayonnaise and mustard mix that they that they put on there, and that, uh-huh. and I mean you get plenty of that, so. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, for me, it's just about, you know, being disciplined and, uh, you know, once I start it, stick with it. For me, I can't, I can't allow myself to have cheat days once a week in the beginning because they just, they turn into, uh, they turn into cheat weeks. <laughs> so that brings up another point is have a buddy that is going to help you stay on track. And I think that's another reason why Options with Eliza, our Facebook group, is good. Because one thing that I don't allow in my group is to say I cheated or I fell off the wagon because it will, to me, I want to spread positivity 
And negativity, if anybody feels that way, I have them private message me so I can give them kind of like a private coaching. So that's why they feel um, safe because a lot of times you don't want the whole world to know that you blew it. You know, you're already beating yourself up. And one of the sayings that I heard probably a year or two ago, it might have been by Ed Milet, somebody like that, that says, he says, keep your promises that you make to yourself. And how he shared it or whoever it was, I can't remember exactly, is if, if somebody asks you to pick up groceries for them on the way home, you're like, yeah, I'll be there at five o'clock and da, 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 da. You will make sure that you go to the store, you get exactly what they want and you get home and you bring them their groceries. Or if you say you're going to wash somebody's car or it doesn't matter what it is, you're going to mow somebody's lawn, you are going to be there. But for yourself, why are you not keeping promises that you make to yourself, yourself and your, your mental Thinking of how you feel about yourself is so important. So when people are on my Facebook page, if they're feeling that negativity or anything like that, I have them private message me and then I share with them and encourage them. Um, And then when we have people that have wins and the wins don't always have to be scale related, it could be, Hey, I took my kids to McDonald's because that's what I promised them. And I had a, a salad and a grilled piece of chicken there. You know what I mean? It just doesn't matter what it is or I actually walked two miles today. Encouraging yourself with the positives and then having a buddy, I think, is really, really, really going to help. Yeah, I was thinking about another aspect of it to uh, actually include. So almost, almost like a, a, a Facebook Live or, or like every day, you know, you, you post something like I like go around with my GoPro, you know, as I'm making this for for a meal for breakfast and then, you know, I don't know, just trying, trying to do something to include, include people to come on the journey with me. Hey, look, you know, are you in the same, are that you in the- is probably what it is. That's probably one of the things that really got my group to grow is I showed them me in action. Instagram. I post on Instagram once in a while, but on options, I would say, I would say, Hey, I'm, when you verbalize it out loud, if you say, okay, this is what I'm going to do, you become accountable. So that's your buddy. Your buddy is whoever you know is going to be watching you or whoever is going to be encouraging you. Accountability and discipline, no matter what it is, whether it's eating, whether it's working out, whether it's cleaning your house, whether it's going to work. Yep, 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 absolutely. And that's one thing that I'm not is is disciplined. (laughs) No, don't tell yourself that. Don't tell yourself that you're not disciplined because you're teaching yourself Mm. to believe that. So when you verbalize it, you've not only thought it, but now you've spoken it into existence. So you just say, you know what, what, in what area are you disciplined? Do you feed your dogs every day? Yep. That's actually, uh, I'm, I'm really disciplined at that. See, you're disciplined at feeding dogs. So when you feed your dogs every day, think of one thing during the time that you feed your dogs or something that relates to the time that you do that. Say, hey, every time I feed my dogs, I'm going to drop down and do 10 push-ups or something that's going to help you get to your goal. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 It, it does. It does. And, 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 and <laughs> now you got to do 10 push-ups every time you feed your dogs. <laughs> and my, and, and my, my mindset right here is definitely uh, one, one of the, uh, the main things that, that you have to, you have to wrap yourself around. Yeah. And, and it's been, you know, honestly, uh, the last, I think the last two weeks I've been kind of like uh, a little bit depressed, a little down, you know, the isolation, 
uh, not working, being on disability, you know, not kind of like, ah, I don't know what I want to do if I want to, you know, uh, I don't want to aggravate, you know, the, the problem that, you know, that I'm, that I'm having, you know, so I don't know. And so I guess all of it, the whole culmination of it just kind of like, you know, got me, you know, where I was like sleeping a little more than I, I probably should be, you know, uh, not dealing with things mm-hmm. that I should be. And like, I'm, I'm pretty aware of, of when I get into certain spaces and like, okay, Ooh, here, here we go. We're back in this space. Let's, uh, let's, let's get out of here. Cause, uh, you know, I made a wrong turn in here and I know exactly what's down the rest of the way. Right. <laughs> and so it's, uh, you know, it, it's just like a labyrinth of, uh, you know, life. I mean, that's just, you know, a lot of life is, is experiences and knowing, um, how to, get yourself out of situations that, you know, maybe you've come across before, uh, you know, and then there's other people that are on different spectrums of that where they can't, they don't possess the, the ability to stop the slide, I guess you would say, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad that I can and that I, I have the self-awareness to be able to, you know, notice these things and go, oh, okay, that's, that's what we're, that's what's happening today. Uh, you know, and, and, and not beat yourself up about it and just go, Hey, you know, right. It's just, you know, that's part of being a person, you know? Well, I have very, I'm, I guess one of the criticisms, I guess that people would say about me is that I, there's two things. One, I'm very, very hard on myself. So I take a lot of things very personally. So that's why I try not to think those negative thoughts because then I, it would just overwhelm me. And secondly, I'm passionate about everything. I mean, how I put something on the counter at work is just, I mean, like my desk at work or anything like that. I'm just like, how come my shoes aren't exactly, I'm not, I don't know, being passionate and all of that can really help you, but then it can also deter you because if you're a perfectionist, sometimes people say, I can't, I can't do it exactly how I want. So I'm not going to do it at all. That's kind of how I think sometimes. And so that's why it was hard for me to get, find a diet that I can actually work. But knowing that this is a lifestyle and knowing it's flexible. So being low carb is a little more flexible and it helps me to uh, maintain my sanity. I have a couple of other ideas. A couple of other tips that I have is when I'm at my best, I do on what is called my critical five list. Every day, I will write down five items that I absolutely have to do that day. It could be big or small. And when you accomplish all five of those, you will feel that sense of accomplishment and you can start believing in yourself. Because not everybody does believe in themselves when they're starting a diet because in their mind, they're like, here we go again. I blew it last time. I'm going to blow it again this time. Try to stop doing that and try to start thinking more positively. I'm not all about, you know, the sky is going to be blue all day today kind of thing. But it's if you start putting action plans that you could actually accomplish and do them, you'll start believing in yourself a little more. And secondly, about the diet, I created three rules in my head and yours can be any three. But my rules were anytime I go out to eat, I would look at the menu before we go there. So I would already know what I want before I get there. So I don't get tempted to see what's walking down the aisle and and grabbing that. Another one could be that you're going to meal plan. You're just, even if you just meal plan for the next day, you know, just create three separate rules. Um, I'm going to make sure that if there's nothing 
that's keto or low carb, I'm going to keep my portions very small. You know, just whatever your three rules are, just pick three rules and wherever you go, just stick to those three rules. Um, if I can't eat something keto, then I go low carb. If I can't go low carb, I go gluten free. If I can't go gluten free, then I just eat a little tiny portion of whatever I was craving. So that's my thing. So I can't eat French fries every day because that, that would kill me. But once a week or so, I'll go get my chili cheese fries. They're really, really bad. But because I crave those potatoes and then once I eat them, boom, I'm done. I'm ready to get back low carb again because that's what I was craving. Yeah. So oh, that was, uh, you sparked something. I was going to ask you a question and I just lost it. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, it, it's okay. It's, uh, damn, what was it? It was a good one too. <laughs> Go well. Well, I guess it wasn't that good because it's not there anymore. <laughs> well, one another thing too, if I choose, again, it's a choice. If I choose, say I wanted some fries, I make sure I don't bring that stuff home. So I'll make sure that it's portion control. I make sure that if somebody's sharing with me that I just get one package and I'm sharing with somebody or um, I won't buy potatoes and come home and make them, I will eat 20 pounds. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's yeah. no stopping me. So I try to portion control as much as I can. Yeah, that that was – and that actually was the question. Uh, so for me, portion control is crazy. And and even when – like I'll literally – I'll make a, a plate, like a large plate, and it'll be full – like two two loaded loaded enchiladas, rice, beans, all this stuff, and I'll eat the whole damn plate. And so, even and even with with low carb too. So that doesn't necessarily just because it's low carb doesn't mean you can eat more and get away with it, right? It's still <laughs> if you don't, if you don't have yeah, portion so control, it's you're you're defeating the purpose, right? So I when I went and cleaned out all of my cabinets, I got rid of my dinner plates. We only have salad plates and I promise you the salad plates are still big enough. It's all a mental game. I can eat me and somebody that's a male that's 200 pounds can eat the same portions because we've kind of trained our brains that if I serve myself on a small plate and then I'm hungry for more, I'll go get another plate, but it's as if I just had a normal size plate. But a lot of times after, I would say it takes a couple weeks, maybe two or three weeks for you to get adjusted to it, your body to kind of get adjusted to it. But before you know it, you'll have, you'll be eating four to six, maybe four to five ounces of meat, probably a cup of vegetables and fat. And you're going to be satisfied. And you're going to be like, what is going on here? Um, oh, I just thought of another idea. Start, figure out what kind of snacks that are low carb that you like and always keep them on hand. So I always have beef sticks, uh, pork rinds, and because remember I like salt. So I have beef sticks, pork rinds, um, almonds, smokehouse almonds or something like that. Um, again, those aren't keto, those are low carb, but they work for me. They work for my, my body type and it works for my lifestyle. And so I keep those in my backpack that I take back and forth to work. So and then I also did like a little clip. I went to the convenience store. You won't believe how many things I found at the convenience store that are low carb that you can have. They have cheese sticks. They have boiled eggs. They have pickles. They have those three things, the pork rinds, the almonds, the, they have uh, beef sticks. And they're starting to have the little keto packs that are like salami and cheese wraps and prosciutto wraps, things like that. 
So there's no excuse. They're always open. So if you say, oh, I'm starving and I've been driving all day, I only could go to the convenience store and I had to have one of their hamburgers or the hot dogs. It's not true. You really can find things there now. And I think I went to Circle K and I found probably, I don't know, eight or 10 things. In fact, I even found a Lint's dark chocolate bar that you could have because it's super low in carbs. So hmm. yeah, that's pretty, <laughs> yeah, you just got to look. Backup Afo- plans, backup plans. <laughs> Unfortunately, you got to walk down the same aisle that has the 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 good chips and the and the other stuff, the crackers and the. You got a beeline. <sighs> you got a beeline through there. <laughs> Well, we're at about uh, 45 minutes, and uh, so I'm going to take five minutes to let you go ahead and plug anything uh, you know that you want our listeners to uh, uh, find you, uh, your group. Yeah, your mm-hmm. new baking mixes, where they can find those, if there's a coupon code or anything else like that that you want to throw out there. Uh, this is a time for that. Awesome. So my Facebook group. The easiest way, it's options with Eliza, but the easiest way is type keto, K-E-T-O, and a comma, and then the keto, low-carb options with Eliza will pop up. So keto, comma, and then our Facebook group will pop up. My webpage is optionswitheliza.com. It's O-P-T-I-O-N-Z with Eliza, E-L-I-Z-A.com. And on there, like I said, I'm in the process of, I'm still learning the shipping and things like that. So that's why I'm shipping to family and friends. I'm still tweaking my recipes a little bit. They're um, low carb, pretty much keto. I believe they're almost, they may be all keto right now. I have chocolate chip cookie mix, peanut butter cookie mix. Um, I have a cheddar, a jalapeno cheddar scone. And um, I started doing like a little macaroon cookie, kind of like a meringue, the little crunchy meringues. Um, so those are the ones I'm starting with right now. I'm going to be making a cowgirl cookie instead of cowboy cookie. Cowboy cookies have um, oatmeal in them, and we can't have oatmeal, but they're going to taste pretty much like them. So I'm excited because it gives me some kind of variety, but then it's something that you can give as a gift. And, I mean, you can give it to um, somebody that's diabetic. Um, sometimes they're hard to buy for or cook for. Uh, you can give them to kids. Everybody loves them. So I'm in... So what it what my website is doing right now is uh, taking pre-orders and then I'll bake them because I do work full time. So I bake them. If you order, if you order by Thursday, I'll be shipping them out Monday. If you order them by Monday, I'll be shipping them out Thursday. So that's how that works. My Facebook group, really exciting. And the people on my group is, I say my group, but it's options with Eliza. Everybody is so kind. You can research. All you have to do is type chicken in there and you'll have tons of ideas how to make chicken. Um, low carb or keto. You can even say, Hey, I'm keto and we'll give you great ideas on that. But yeah, it's, um, it's, it's my life. It's just who I am. And it's, it was started out as like a little hobby, but kind of, kind of is still a little hobby, but, um, it's something that I feel guilt-free, something that I can give back. And then I feel like it's a little piece of me because this is my creation. So I'm excited to share that with you. That's great. And I definitely, and the coupon code. Coupon code. Let me give you the coupon code. Let's see. Let's think of a word. Think of a word, and I'll create that as a coupon code. Uh, let's go. Something has to do with your podcast. NW. Nowhere to go but up. NW. Nowhere to. 
TB. N W. Think about it. T G B U T G B U. Uh, and then when okay. I-, I will create that code. I'll create that code, and then everyone will get five dollars off of each. The cookie mixes are fourteen. Well, the baking mixes are fourteen ninety nine. You'll get them for nine ninety nine. I actually have them on for $9.99 right now, so you don't even need a coupon code because it's my birthday this weekend. So um, if you guys go on, you don't even have to worry about the code. I'll be happy to to extend that through the end. I don't know when this podcast is getting released, but we'll do it all through June. Okay, we'll just do like a month a month from when when it releases. Let's go that. Yeah, we'll do that. A month from when it releases and – I'll create a coupon code and you can put it on the website and, um, on your podcast and we'll use that for them. Even if it isn't nine ninety nine anymore, I'll, get, I'll honor that. Yeah. And it, 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 there'll be, uh, uh, all that information will be available in the show notes as well. Uh, I'll, you can email me all that stuff and, you know, all, every, all your places, spaces and, and, uh, uh, links, bios, anything you want to appear there. That's what will be there. I'll tell you what, there is something else I can do too. So anybody that orders cookie mix or any kind of baking mixes from me, I have some low carb collections. Um, One are five ingredients or less recipes. And I have another one that are salty and sweet snacks. I have a few different ones and I have 10 recipes in each of these. So I might, I'll figure out which three, I'm going to pick out three and then Whoever orders a cookie mix, you can pick one of those for free, and I'll send you that. It's electronic uh, uh, collection, a recipe collection to help you on your journey. Cool. There you go. That's a lot, lot, lot of incentive there for uh, for us to uh, uh, stay on track. And I definitely want to appreciate your time uh, that you took to talk to me this evening, and it was also great to meet you. Thank you. Same here. Thanks for being a part of Options. That's really cool. Thanks for listening to the show, and thanks, Eliza. Good information. Uh, now I just need to start practicing it. You know, it's real easy to complain about everything, but uh, the proof is actually in getting off your butt and actually taking uh, action. So that's what I'll be doing. As always, you can find all of our information in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. If you can't afford to help support the show monetarily, the easiest and cheapest thing that you can do is subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps to boost the show and get the exposure that I'm looking for uh, to get noticed on, on the platform. So if you feel so inclined, head on over to do that. Like I said in the intro... Check out the con. Follow the link. Check out the trailer. Uh, There'll be some other links, too, there for uh, another podcast that was done uh, as a a promotional, uh, as a promo for the, uh, the movie that's coming out. You know, I don't know very many people that weren't affected by that, uh, by the crash in 2008 and, you know, what ensued in the fallout. In 2009, 2010, uh, you know, it spanned a wide distance and, you know, 
and everybody was affected. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, uh, progressive, libertarian, you know, whatever you are, uh, you either were affected by that or somebody that you know was affected by that. And, uh, you know, you should actually check this out. It's a very detailed depiction of everything that happened and how it happened. And it really pissed me off. It pissed me off when it happened. And this, this just helped perpetuate that, uh, that frustration with the system that we're in. So check it out. That's pretty much it. So until next time, keep it 100. Stay true to yourself. Everything else is just noise. Thank you.